breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in uh, in studio with us this morning. Shreveport Police Chief and Gumbo Chef Extraordinaire <laughs> Wayne Smith joining us. That was we had the uh, Southern Gentleman's Classic cooking. It was awesome. Uh, I participated uh, several years, and it is so awesome to come out and compete against other chefs throughout the city. Uh, and to meet so many wonderful, wonderful people that come out to support that worthy cause. Now, the judges, we, we kind of left before the crowds got there, but mm-hmm. you said it was a good crowd. It it was. It really was. Uh, they hadn't had it in several years, but people really showed up to show support for Southern University. Thanks for not wonderful. putting frog legs in your gumbo, by the way. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hint, a thought was in there. <laughs> okay, yes. good. Uh, Chief, we're, let's start with this heat. I know we're going to get to the noise ordinance downtown, but we, we really need to, people really need to take care today because it's going to be the, t- the heat index up to 113, 115. You guys are going to be busy with calls. Fire department will be busy with calls. You got to ur- uh, urge caution today, right? I, I really do. Uh, uh, keep yourself cool, keep yourself hydrated, and just remember in many cases when a heat-related illness happens, uh, you don't recognize it coming on. So try to prevent it. That is the most important thing. Uh, just this past week, one of our uh, members of our police department, one of our canine partners uh, in pursuit of a stolen vehicle suspect uh, passed away due to heat. Mm. And we are, we're so sad about that. Absolutely. And y'all are going to have a, a service right. That is correct. Uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the Shreveport uh, Police Academy, we have a memorial site on the ground where we're going to lay our brother officer to rest. Okay. The noise ordinance downtown. I, I, have, read the, I have read the ordinance. Uh, the, excuse me, the gibberish. I mean ordinance. Gotcha. And, um, Was it legalese? Oh, it's Mike. It's ridiculous. It it's like fifty feet. I can't I can't hear it. I can hear fifty feet. I can hear you talking in the hall. How how are y'all How are y'all even enforcing that ordinance? It's it's crazy. It's going to be uh, extremely difficult because not only did the ordinance that you read apply, there are several other ordinances, and many of them conflict uh, specifically due to the distance uh, and the location. Uh, what's unique about downtown is that businesses share common walls, so you cannot get 50 feet mm-hmm. without someone else uh, you know, hearing your music. And we have people trying to live downtown. We're encouraging folks to move downtown and live there. I don't want to live next to boom, boom, boom. I mean, nobody uh, does. I understand. Uh, another uniqueness of downtown with the alleys and uh, the high-rise buildings, sound travels and mm-hmm. gets amplified as it mm-hmm. moves along. Let me ask you this. There have been a lot of discussion about this is, a, this is a fight between two club owners, and that's really what this is all about. It's way more than that. I'm hearing that you guys get complaints about a lot of different noise issues downtown. It's not just one club versus another club, right? Uh, that, that, that is correct. Uh, 
you know, complainants are complainants. Whenever someone feels that their rights have been violated, then we'll compel by law to respond and try to find a resolution. And downtown is going to be difficult uh, to find a resolution with the current ordinances, the way they're written. There's going to have to be something specific uh, for downtown uh, because Festival Plaza is downtown and there are periodic events there that amplifies uh, uh, you know the sound mm-hmm. and other events and that take apartment place. Apartment complex right across the street from Festival well, Plaza. Well, Festival mm-hmm. Plaza is exempt from most of the sound ordinances, from what I was looking at. It looks like, but you have you have the garage where they have bands there. You have Hayes where they have a patio that's outdoors. You yes. have other other uh, venues where they do outdoor music that some people love and some people hate. Uh, you correct, but. When downtown was designated as an entertainment district, then it caused uh, a lot of other things to happen to go along with that. But you said a moment ago when people feel their rights are violated. A lot of times, isn't it people's feelings are hurt more than their actual rights are being violated? Uh, You know, we're living in a society where we're we're, we're bowing, kowtowing to people's feelings Yes. More yes. than their rights. Uh, I'm not saying that's applicable in, in this situation, but yes. it just hit me when you said that. Yes. Uh, one of the unique things, again, about uh, living in the city or in a congested environment, then naturally you're probably going to have to uh, concede to something that's not necessarily in your best interest. Chief, do y'all write nose n- noise violation tickets downtown have you done that recently uh yes we have we we have written a citation uh most recently uh we acquired uh, a couple of noise meters so we could make certain that we were complying with the letter of the law and we do plan to continue to do that until things change so you've handed out tickets to i guess bar owners yes and it's a fine they pay a fine or do they get a warning first Usually the, usually the warning is when the officer approaches you and says, uh, you know, you need to turn it down. It's extending beyond, uh, you know, the reasonable limit. And if that doesn't uh, work, then the next thing is to move toward a citation. And are we headed in that direction for several businesses down there? Are, they, are there several of them that are a problem? I personally made a visit down there at, at about 1 o'clock in the morning myself uh, a few Fridays ago. Uh, to hear for myself what was going on. And I did, in fact, talk with some uh, uh, club managers and let them know of what my concern was. So I consider that a warning. Now, the fines that they face, are they actual? Are they accelerated? Okay, you do it. Here's your fine. You do it again. Your fine's going to increase, or can they're, they just consider this? Oh, this is operating costs. I'm going to book, you know. I'm going to budget yeah. $500 sure. for my fine every weekend. And thank you so much for recognizing that. And that is one of the things that the uh, city attorney and the council is exploring. How will it be a gradual process? Because right now I don't think the ordinance covers that. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. 
And uh, by the way, Corporal Chris Bordelon is here too. He never gets to talk on the radio. No, he's so. he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned beet red too. Chief, um, they, they the city council was doing a lot of discussion about the um, downtown noise ordinance. We had Liz Swain on, you know, the, the, earlier this week talking about it has to be a balance. You know, you have to welcome people to live downtown and work downtown and play downtown. Um, but you also have to have a balance. What do you need as the police chief of this city? What do you need in the noise ordinance so that it's enforceable and your officers know they can go in and say, here's how it's got to be based on ABC? I need uh, a definite language that's specific in nature uh, uh, to the problem downtown Mm -hmm. that gives us something solid to work with. If that kind of makes sense. Decibel? You need you need to know how many decibels can it be between certain hours? I need decibel level. Uh, I need distance. Distance from the that source. Des- right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, give us something solid to work with, and we will. And uh, of course, there need to be a, a gradual process uh, that increases the penalty for people who continue to violate it. Mm-hmm. And I yes. think we may, in fact, ask. Uh, for it to move to Chapter 10, some of our liquor ordinances, which the ultimate penalty is that your license could be suspended for continued violations. Do you have de- do officers have decibel meters available to them? We purchased a couple within the past uh, couple of weeks, so we do have some that are available now uh, to officers, some really uh, nice, expensive ones that are, are calibrated and certified, so we do have that at our disposal now. And one is uh, positioned downtown for the units that work down there. Chief, let me ask you this, because there are some clubs that have, you know, opened up patios that are outdoors. And, you know, if they have to turn their music down to where you can't hear it from 50 feet away, they can't have music, essentially. Because you could be across the street and you could hear the music. Um, But then at at another location downtown, I believe it's the garage, they have a special permit use where they can go and use and get a special permit and they can have their music. So it, it almost needs to be fair for everybody. Everybody has to go get a special permit to do this. Uh, but, but but the garage only does it every now and then. It's not an every weekend thing. So it's a mess. And see, that is some of the confusion. Yes, you made up some very, very valid mm-hmm. points. Uh, when your music, your source of noise uh, goes beyond your clientele, or is it intrusive on on someone else? Uh, And something to consider, uh, sound also is a health factor. When the music gets so loud, it can cause damage or permanent damage to your hearing. Mm -hmm. So is that fair for people that's just passing by to be uh, subjected to something that could cause some medical injuries? Well, and one thing was mentioned this week, I think during the work session on Monday, by one of the club owners who said, we can't control what people do in the street, whether they're dancing in the street, et cetera. But if you have a DJ who's on the roof of your business and is encouraging people to go dance in the street, that's beyond the noise ordinance. That's a whole other thing, correct? That is a problem for, for us. Uh, certainly, I heard what you heard, and I can certainly understand that. Uh, but what we found out... Many that come uh, downtown have no intentions of patronizing the businesses. They come to hang out on the parking lots and other places where they can party and, you know, not, not pay the cover charges, I guess. And that does become a problem 
for us because that's where the incidents usually occur outside of the businesses on the parking lots and on the sidewalk and if they can hear the music from up there out on the sidewalk they're in the they're in the parking lot tailgating basically why go yes, in that's right why that's pay the exactly, cover charge get, right right that's exactly right they 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 um tell their friends meet me on the parking lot mm-hmm. meet me in the alley interesting but you're, but you're hearing the business owners who went before the council who said you know we have a club we ha- we want to have our patio we want to be able to have music um, and I think they should. Uh, you know, if that's important to their business, I think they should, without a doubt. But there need to be uh, some limits to how you, uh, I guess, intrude on others. But inside your club, the music can be as loud as you want? Is that kind of what the ordinance will be? I walked around uh, the other Friday night when I was down there, and I went to each one of the clubs and the music coming from inside the clubs was not a problem. You could uh, hear it out on the sidewalk, but it wasn't enough to be intrusive to others. It's these outdoor-type venues that we're having an issue with. That appeared to be uh, echoing, resonating uh, throughout the downtown community. You hope to have this resolved in a few weeks? It's up to the council, uh, and the city attorney uh, is researching it, trying to come up with some fair and impartial legislation. So we're looking forward to that to give some teeth uh, to our enforcement. Okay, one more thing. Can we talk, Can we ask him about ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the important issues. I didn't, I didn't warn you about this. Sorry. No problem at all. Um, He's at a your, cook, so that's right. Chris is looking at me like this woman has lost her damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know that. <laughs> he knew that already. Your your ketchup at your house is it in the is it in the cabinet or is it in the fridge? It is in the cabinet before it's open, and it's in the fridge after it's open. He's got to go. Can we get a new? <laughs> can, we, can we get a new chief? Now see, look, come on, have, come on. I don't have a problem with somebody putting it in the fridge I'm, after they open it. Mine's no. in. The, mine's in the cupboard. But mine's in the cupboard too. But Rubens is in the fridge. I'm, in the I fridge. may start putting it in the fridge. Let me tell the chief this. I don't know if he's heard. Yeah. J Lo's dating app says if you put your ketchup in the fridge, can't date you. So J Lo's out. out for us. Sorry, not me. <laughs> it's a deal breaker. Not me. Look here, she keeps texting me. <laughs> what, what about part time? Mine is in both. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's no. a coin toss. <laughs> Chief, I can't thank you enough for coming Absolutely. in and uh, get that ketchup out of the fridge. Uh, thank, thank all. Of, <laughs> thank all of you for what you do and the great information that you provide to our community. Uh, without a doubt. You're one of the most listened-at stations that I know of. Well, thank you. And keep your officers cool, hydrated. Yes, yes. May they be safe and and God with them today. It's hot. Keep everybody safe. Thank you so much, Chief. Thank you. Keep keep our canine uh, and his handler uh, in your thoughts and and prayers. Is that open tomorrow, 10 o'clock? Open to the public? Absolutely. 10 o'clock at the police academy, directly across from where you are. Thank you, Chief. Appreciate it. That's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Chief Wayne Smith in studio. Mike and McCarty, 101. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. 
Mike and McCarty. Okay, I've got a stupid question. Go ahead. If you look at a, if you look at an atlas, a map mm-hmm. of the of the world, right? Okay, and and you want to go to you want to go to Japan or China, okay? Which way would you go? Say from Shreveport, would you fly to Los Angeles and then go across the Pacific? Yeah. Okay. That's typically the way I would go. Okay. Is that the shortest way? I don't. What? What? This is going to show how stupid I am. Why is it called the Far East if you're going <laughs> west? Because I guess it's the Far West. Well, I don't. If you know. go, if you go, if you if okay, if we take off and then go to New York and then fly out of New York, I guess. But then you're still you've got to go over the entire continent of Africa or, mm-hmm. or Europe. Yeah, but that's if you consider us the center of the universe. Aren't then we? It's, then it's west. <laughs> We're the center of this universe. <laughs> if they consider Asia or China, you know, the premier continent, then they then Japan is far east among all those countries. Well, it's it's far east if you're in Africa. Yeah, or if you're in Europe, Russia. It's, yeah, it's far east. Then it's east. Mm-hmm. For us, it's west because that's the that's the quickest way to go would be west. Like if you're going to Thailand or whatever, you could you'd go to the west. Probably stop, you know, I don't know where you stop in Honolulu. I, I, I don't know. These things. These these are the I, there are planes that go straight from LAX to Japan. I'm sure there are direct flights. Which way do they go? They go west. They don't go yeah. They don't take off and go to New York and then around <laughs> that way. They don't go east. They go oh, west. Oh, God. God bless you. Tommy Giles and uh, Keith Bryant from the Shreveport Volunteer Network need volunteers. They're going to join us coming up after the break. Mike and McCarty. 1017 1017 well, FM. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Mike's out jogging. <laughs> I, had to go get, I had to go open the door for our guests. Uh, Keith Bryant, Tommy Giles, Shreveport Volunteer Network. You said uh, Tommy's on his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's en route. Okay. <laughs> Keith? I heard him on the phone. Don't make y'all wait for me. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Keith, I'm looking at y'all's Facebook page. Y'all are still going sunrise to beyond sunset every day, cutting up trees, hauling them away. Um, This problem's not over. People might think it is, but it's not. This is a huge... We've never seen a storm like this. Catastrophic. I knew it from the morning uh, when we went and met with Caddo District 4 on my drive from... North Cross Lake, when I left, uh, my house had to cut a tree out of my way. And so the whole way from the north side of town to the southwest side of town, seeing no power and trees down and the debris in the road, I knew before the sun came up it was going to be it was going to be a long time. And you are here me. because you're having a big work day tomorrow and you need volunteers. Big work day tomorrow. Uh, and we need some volunteers. Okay. So what does this work day entail, and where will it be? It's going to entail heavy equipment. Uh, 
anything to remove a tree um, and debris. Skid steers, grapples, mini skid steers. Uh, we actually have a uh, a tree service. Greg Figlio is coming, and he's donating his time. He's bringing a crane, and we're going to wow. pull as many trees off of houses as we can tomorrow. So it's going to be all over the area. Where, it's going to be all over. Uh, it's going to um, in the morning. We're going to try to concentrate on the MLK area in the Cooper mm-hmm. Road. Here we come, Cooper Road. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to help bring some hope over there, there's a bunch of trees down. Uh, thank you to um, to Lyndon Johnson. He's turned us on to a lot of people in the area over there, our, our uh, commissioner, who's, uh, they're not going to, they, they would probably never get any help. And so. Wow. Okay. Where do people meet if they want to help? Do they just go out to the MLK area? <laughs> do they meet at y'all's headquarters? Well, we're going to be, we're going to be focusing tomorrow um, on the several different areas that were hit uh every everywhere was hit hard but um in the highland area a little bit of broadmoor highland and um mlk area okay we're going to meet at our warehouse at six o'clock in the morning six o'clock that's at juella uh that's at the summer grove baptist church on the south west side of the building our Mm -hmm. sign will be out there and you'll see uh where we're staged up, ready to go. Is that where the old uh, Dillard's was? That's where the old Dillard's was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you to Summer Grove Baptist Church. They have given us a place to uh, deploy out of. Absolutely amazing. We have a lot of um, supplies in there that's ready to go. Now, you were mentioning skid steer, all the all the equipment, mm-hmm. skid steers and, and bulldozers. and Chainsaws. Do you have all of that, or do you need people to bring those if you have companies? If if we have companies, tomorrow will be an amazing day uh, for families to bring their families out and serve together. Uh, it will be a good day for uh, workforces and corporations to bring their uh, teams out to do some team building. Um, and it would be good to uh, for church groups to come out and okay. to serve. If people have chainsaws and such, they can bring that? You can bring that. Okay. Um, are there other things you need them to bring? I mean, people should wear gloves, or are there some other tips that they need to know if they're going to come out and help? Yeah, the things to watch out for, of course, uh, wild animals. We have lots of snakes. We have lots of, you know, spiders and things like that. I'm so out. Okay, where, just going to say, boy, you just, you just distanced. Wear, uh, wear, so wear, your long, wear your long pants. Okay, don't uh, wear flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't wear your flip-flops, long pants. Uh, boots. gloves, boots, right. stuff Use like that. Right, sense. Yeah, and we're trying to get started early. We're getting started early to try to uh, beat the afternoon heat. Mm-hmm. The, this heat has been absolutely brutal. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, thanks to Southern Hydration for coming, and uh, I feel like uh, I was about to have a heat stroke. And mm. uh, they, they've been keeping us fluided up, liquid IVs. We've been drinking lots of pickle juice and... <laughs> <laughs> keeping our electrolytes going. Okay, how much longer are y'all going to be doing this? I mean, is this, do you see a, a light at the end of the tunnel? You know, um, as long as the need is here. You know, we're trying to balance our families, our business, you know, with, this is what we do as a business as well with mm-hmm. the best land clearing. So we're we're trying to balance our business, and right now we're doing half and half on, on the business side. Right. And the, so we're donating as much as we are um, doing on our business side, we're giving those other services away. So we have crews out that are uh, clearing debris 
on on both sides and mm-hmm. so trying to balance all of that together is uh it's been a chore but we've been doing it okay Lots of coffee one stupid question keith mm-hmm. i'm talking to keith bryant with the shreveport volunteer network big work day tomorrow they're looking for volunteers i don't use a chainsaw i'm not real good at manual labor but I can, you can still use those people. They can still haul, you know, pick up small pieces of wood and throw them in trucks. I mean, what kind of jobs will those folks do? You can do? serve water. You, you can make sure. Yes. You know, For sure. You can make yeah. sure. That's going to be huge tomorrow, um, making sure that our teams have water, uh, prayers, people to come and pray for people because uh, in this time there's a lot of people that that have feel like they've lost hope so mm-hmm. anything from pastoral support to water hydration technicians are needed <laughs> Chain, <laughs> chainsaw guys no degree required yeah, for no, that. yeah. no degree to, required and, and and just some somebody to come out and cheerlead right you know hey man keep going and how long will the day last tomorrow I, that's that's a loaded question for mm-hmm. me, you know, because sometimes whenever, um, so, I mean, when there's a need, it's sometimes we keep going, but we're gonna try. To, we, we're not gonna push too hard. We're not gonna push you too hard. Mm-hmm. Just come with high expectations that we're gonna um, help somebody and and do just something that they do can what you can themselves. do, and if that's it, go home. Right. You know? yeah, Nobody's sure. going to judge you yeah, for an hour, thirty minutes, mm-hmm. or right. all day. And you know, I encourage you too to. You don't have to come to volunteer with us. The, one of the reasons why we started Shreveport Volunteer Network was to excite others about going to love their neighbor as themselves. Go help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Turn to the left. Turn to the right. Right now, every single person in Northwest Louisiana knows somebody that was affected by the storm. You mm-hmm. bet. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can't get there at six, can I just like head to the MLK neighborhood and I'll be able to find you? Um, we're, we probably, we, we keep up, um, on our Facebook, we okay. kind of tell everybody like, or we will tomorrow tell everybody where we're going or needs. Okay. And you've uh, got an app available as well. Too. We do. You, you can update go to, on the app. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. We can update on that too as well. Um, and you can just call us and mm-hmm. we can tell you where to meet us at or whatever, but we're going to meet there at six o'clock in the morning and give assignments and then okay. go from there. And as many people as we have show up. We have more assignments than people that will show up. Ah, okay. It's okay. huge. Yeah. The need is absolutely huge. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Keith Bryant, Treeport Volunteer Network. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. Thanks Tommy's for coming in. Mad. Tommy's going to be Tommy's mad. Tommy's going to be mad. I know. He's, he's, <laughs> and, he, and he brought biscuits and everything. We love you, Tommy. He? Yeah. <laughs> 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Okay, look, we can't just we can't kick him out. He just he just shows up. Tommy Giles and Keith Bryan are here. I told Freeport I told him. Yeah, I, t- I told Tommy we're going to talk about climate change now. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, Tommy Giles is here now, and um, tomorrow's work day. You need a ton of volunteers. How many people do y'all need realistically? Probably like fifty. Okay. Fifty would be ideal, but I think I think we already have. Oh, as of like three days ago, I think we had twenty five signed up. Mm-hmm. So that that could change, or it probably has changed already. Okay. And we're talking with the uh, you. You need folks. You need people just do some of the heavy lifting, some of the hard work, and you need people that are going to help serve water from A to B. 
Yeah. So, I mean, our team is going to be out helping too. So we'll have people cutting debris up. We just need mainly need people pulling it out of the way because there's just so many trees that you need limb. You need you need somebody doing the the lifting, which is the limbs getting it out of there. Mm-hmm. And so we have machinery to do it too. Now, y'all have had a pretty decent response from the community so far, but we get we get a week or two out and people go back to their lives. Is that kind of where you're at now? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's kind of back there. Well, when when your electricity's back on and your AC's going again, everybody else kind of like wor- you know, worries about themselves, which is understandable. Right. To get back into life and routine. So, um, yeah, they definitely need to get back in the swing of things. Okay. Shreveport Volunteer Network. The You can find them on Facebook. You've mm-hmm. got a website and you've got an app that's available uh, in the App Store, Google Play, and Apple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like uh, like Keith was saying, you, you can check that app and find out if you can't be at the warehouse at 6 in the morning tomorrow morning, catch up where they are. Mm-hmm. Best number to reach you guys if somebody wants to call you and get in touch and see what, what all you need. What's the best number? Yeah, it's uh, 318-469-0899 will reach us directly. Okay. And so you can text us is going to be also a very quick way of doing that okay. because sometimes we don't hear it because of the chainsaws and stuff and we right. can text you back pretty quickly okay tomorrow morning six o'clock the old south park mall right there on the dillard's uh, the south side and uh show up you want to hear a fun fact yes <laughs> always this is the furthest volunteer we've ever had come in he flew in from puerto rico wow to serve for an entire week holy cow how wild is that that is incredible. He used to be from the <clears throat> he used to be from the Bozier City area, mm-hmm. and he uh, moved to Puerto Rico, and then saw this storm, and he flew, flew all the back. way back. Wow! To help, he actually came and served with us in uh, the Four Forks tornado mm-hmm. recovery. Yeah. yeah, that's how we met him. And yeah. so he, I think he uh, he served he served over in like um, California and things like that for forest fires. Right. So he was more than, he was more than qualified to cut trees. Guys, I can't thank you enough for what you do. Yes. I mean, you're, you're you're a gift. You definitely are, and, and I know you've sacrificed a lot to do what you do. We we wouldn't be the same community without you. Thank you. Man. Thanks a Keith bunch. Keith Bryant, Tommy Giles, Shreveport Volunteer Network, Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M. McCarty. Supreme Court issues uh, an historical decision yesterday mm-hmm. striking down affirmative action in college admissions, saying you cannot consider race when you're con- you know, when you're considering someone for admission to your college. Mm-hmm. It was, um, it really is a landmark decision. I mean, it'll change things based on, and, and now will it impact um, other entities other than universities? You know, will it Im- impact, uh, you know, civil service, exams. civil service, yeah, government jobs, et cetera, um, contracts? You know, if, you, if you're hiring minority contractors, will it ultimately trickle down to include everything? But shouldn't it be based on merit? Shouldn't admission to the military, shouldn't it be based on merit? Don't we want the best 
protecting our country, black, white, Asian. We want the best qualified candidates. Is we, that is that wrong? No, it's not wrong, and it and it is it is something we all strive for. But those who who disagree say this is a complete. I'm quoting setback for equality in education. Um, oh, and I and I ask something kind of hypothetical. When will we will we ever get to the point in life? And I know people are going to be mad at me for this, where we don't have to check what race we are on anything anymore. Right. Don't check Why? what race we are on anything anymore. Um, but you still probably will on your university admissions because they still want to track, you know, how many blacks they have in college, how many Latinos they have in college, et cetera. You know, I, I would assume they were going to still track those numbers. But not but, for admissions. Not for admissions, but they are still going to track it for how many are in their programs, how many go into education for based on race, you know, whatever, how many go into science. You know, I, I would imagine it, it was um, the dissenting justices in their ruling. Um, I'm trying to think there were three justices that dissented is what it looks like. I'm not sure I don't have the vote in front of me, but Sonia Sotomayor, mm -hmm. we know she was Elena Kagan and Katanji Brown Jackson issued a you know a fiery dissent saying rolling back decades of precedent and momentous progress in a demonstration of the controversial nature of the case justices read their dissents from the bench for the first time since 2019 they were not happy with this decision absolutely not now as i understand it and we're going to have dr jim henderson coming up at eight at eight ten um he's head of the ul system university of louisiana system that Louisiana really hasn't taken race into account for college admissions. Centenary released a statement mm -hmm. saying this is basically the way we've been doing it. This right. isn't going to change the way we've already been doing it. And I don't know on the um, from the medical schools if they have been doing it, you know, without race being considered. I'm not sure. I have heard from a couple of people that the medical schools have been using it, but I don't know that for a fact. I'll have to double check and, that. And I believe military universities are exempt from this ruling. Oh, I did not realize that. Okay. That's interesting. Which would lead lead you to believe that it's not going to affect recruiting you know, right, or, or government positions. Yes, exactly. And and you know, I it, it, in Louisiana, it probably won't change things. But it came from, uh, I believe it was a Harvard case that was what they were, and and a University of North Carolina case that claimed that those two universities violated the equal protection clause because they quote failed to offer measurable objectives to justify the use of race. So if you can show them that you have measurable objectives to why you want to use it, would you then be able to use it? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's very controversial. It was all over the national media yesterday. I mean, you could not get away from it. It was the big story everywhere. Um, and yeah, it's a big story, but I don't know if it's as big biggest people are making it out to be you know i'm not sure the other decision we're waiting on from the supreme court which probably will happen today is the uh student loan debt forgiveness we're anticipating that that's going to come down today now i don't know that they're going to forgive the debt they may rule it no you have to pay the debt you well, had you had an agreement 
Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. How can you not rule that way? And if and if you don't, then what other debt? You know, I don't want to pay for my house anymore. Can we have house mortgage loan forgiveness? Thank you. That's or credit card debt forgiveness. Auto loan forgiveness. Oh, we, we're we're twenty thousand dollars in credit card mm-hmm. debt. Thank you for the car, Yoakum. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Love you. It's not like somebody jumped up and said, "Oh, you now owe forty thousand dollars in student loans." Right. You went in and signed for that. Yes, yeah, somebody you agreed to the terms. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're just going to wipe Why it out. Why should I pay your debt? Because somebody's going to have to pay the debt. The government's okay, going to have to pay the Okay, how about the people responsible for it? Yeah. Too many people took on too much debt. I'm I'm sorry. I feel the same way about these commercials that go, do you have $40,000 in tax that mm, you owe? Yeah. We'll get you out of Why? You owe those taxes. Yeah. You owe them. You You're owe ab- the money. You absolutely do. Absolutely. You owe this student loan. Mm-hmm. It's not my responsibility to bail you out. That's going to be a big decision. We're anticipating that today. We also are waiting on, and maybe we'll talk about it in another segment. We're waiting on the governor's final veto pen strikes. Is it going to be? Is today the LGBTQ veto going to happen today? Well, we know he's waiting for the opportune press moment to, yeah. to get the most attention. Might be today. We'll see. All right. Mm. Coming up, uh, Life Share Blood Centers. Uh, Philip Maxfield going to join us at uh, seven thirty-five. One hundred and one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I'm hoping it's a quiet weekend. Mm-hmm. Big plans? I, no. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a quiet weekend. Just gonna chill. I well no, I've got I do have a, a huge limb that I've got to get cut up, hauled out to the street that mm-hmm. was in the backyard. Yeah. This was one that broke off during the original storm. Okay. But was hanging. And then when we got the second round... Blew it down? It blew it down. Fortunately, it missed my shed and my garage, but I do need to cut it up. Oh, yeah. I've got a thing tonight, by the way, if you enjoy music, live music, nothing like live performances, period. Mm -hmm. Red River Wind Orchestra is uh, going to be in concert tonight. It's a free concert. Okay. uh, It was... and, And you know what? We should mention because... Since you probably were first going to go see Opossum, Where Art Thou tonight? Yes. Now I you don't know. have to. You can go to see The Wind because yeah. you, you got uh, scrapped. Uh, yeah, we got uh, postponed for another time uh, because of a, a medical emergency with one of the other bands that was going to be playing with us. So Okay. So, uh, but... We did, uh, we did have uh, hotel rooms that we couldn't cancel because it was too last minute. So we're just going to be hanging out at a hotel bar in Longview tonight if anybody just wants to come <laughs> hang out. <laughs> oh, man. And, and who knows? Maybe a, a few members from Opossum will, will take the stage. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll take over the stage with our acoustics. Maybe. That could get ugly. <laughs> oh, we'll, oh we, we got bail money set aside. So Do you? Uh, yeah, okay, it's good. part of the budget. Of right. The, oh, right. Oh, man. That's why we had to start selling T-shirts. <laughs> but where is this wind concert? It's actually going to be at Parkway High School. The oh, new cool. the new Parkway High School. Yeah. 
uh, it's the Red River Wind Orchestra. It's not co- it's not high school kids. It's actual professional musicians. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. You might recognize the MC. Oh, is that you? Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, Dr. Stone from uh, Centenary. He's the chair, music chair at Centenary. Asked me uh, a while back. Okay. And uh, I hadn't I hadn't gotten back with him because it's just been crazy. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. You know. And and this has been just a just a horrid week, right? But uh, we're going to end it on a on a good note. Okay. Well, very cool. See what they did there? Ended on a I, good I, note. I, yeah, I, I got that. I saw yeah, it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where's <laughs> something to throw at him? Is there anything in here that won't hurt him? It's Friday. Banana peel might work. I've got I've got the coffee and I and the maker's mark. Hold on. Yeah, and and I'm actually going to take Monday off, so you're on your own. I'm taking kind of a long weekend, so. You're going to be on your you, own. Yeah, you were planning on going out of town, but now you're not. Now I'm not. I'm going to. I may make a run to Hot Springs. We will. We, we shall oh, see. Nice. But we are off a month, Tuesday. We're going to be playing the um, What Makes America Great show with Louis R. Avaloni and Stephen Parr, which um, is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. That's going to run a Tuesday morning from six to nine. A special show for the holiday. So be sure to tune in for that because it's really, really good. They've got some great guests, including Tucker Carlson, Clint Black, just to name a few. So it's going to be a wonderful show. That's a, yeah, that sounds really well good. worth listening to. So that's Tuesday morning. And um, grilling, you doing any grilling this weekend? I'm planning on it. Why it's not? It's 4th high. of July. Too, too dang dang high. Bring the grill wow. inside. No, do not bring the grill inside. <laughs> do not do that. I can see Clarence Reese going, what on earth is wrong with you? Right, right. It's the same people that bring their generators inside. Yeah, don't they, do yeah. that. No. That was a joke. <laughs> no. Oh, man. If he has to put out a grill inside fire, he's going to come at you with the hose. He is going to come at me with a fire hose. Exactly. Oh, I did man. actually do some grilling earlier in the week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and we just finished that. I finished that last night, as a matter of fact. All right. And, of course, uh, Channel 3 is doing their big fireworks on the riverfront uh, Tuesday evening. So they'll have a big deal going over there. And you can watch it from the either side of the river. They have, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a big to-do. They have a whole day of uh, entertainment. So that's going to be fun for the fourth. I, 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 came across, I came across a post that made me laugh. It said, I'm from Louisiana, where the speed limit is whatever song we're listening to. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, I was, and it made me laugh because I actually got a ticket one night. I was heading towards South Louisiana. Maybe I was coming home, but it was late at night. And uh, Dire Straits was on. This is how long ago this oh, was. Wow. It was okay. on the radio. Uh, na, 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 na. And I was just singing. At the, it was in the car by myself, singing at the top of my lungs, not realizing I was probably doing like 80, 85 Gee miles an whiz. hour. <laughs> and it was through, um, uh, oh, crap, I'm blank. It's one known for it. Known for his speed trap. Mm. Washington? No, <laughs> no, no, down south. Uh, okay. Oh, Port Barry. No, not that far south. Oh, uh, I'll think of it. Bunky. Bunky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was going through Bunky, mm-hmm. and the guy was awake, so <laughs> he Jeez. was waiting for idiots like me. Oh, gosh. Well, enjoy the 4th. It's going to be a great holiday. I'm, I'm looking forward to a, kind of a nice long weekend. Life Share Blood Centers need your help. We'll find out more information after the news. 1017 F.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline from LifeShare Blood Centers. Philip Maxfield joining us. Philip, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mike. Good to be here. Thank you for uh, taking time to talk with us. Uh, we know summer sure. t- summertime uh, blood donations always traditionally go down. Am, am I correct in that assumption? I would say it's extremely challenging not just to get donors to, you know, to, to do their thing and do the beautiful thing we ask them to do, but also have blood drives to get host organizations to, you know, to host a, a drive. So it's a, it's a one-two thing right now during the summer. It's really challenging. You're doing, the, you're doing United We Give blood drive going on starting today, running through Monday. Um, yes, ma'am. And you're, gonna, you're giving me some canes, chicken, if I donate blood? Come on now. We we like to roll out the red carpet, you know, once in a while for y'all. Uh, <laughs> we we are doing some extra fun things uh, this weekend. And, yes, we are giving away, in this area, uh, $10 uh, cane gift cards uh, to use any local uh, canes in, uh, in, this, in this area. Basically, almost our entire network. So we're having a fun time with that. Yes, ma'am. So you're doing fun drives. Are you doing them across the area? Where do people need to go? Well, good, good question, uh, Mike. We've today we got a pack full day of great blood drives that we're doing. Uh, we're going to be in Homer, uh, the Car Giants, in Homer and Minden today. Uh, we're going to be in North Bossier at uh, the Intensive Specialty Hospital. They're on Viking Drive. Uh, we're going to get to Walmart's in Bossier uh, uh, later this afternoon. The one at Burkins. They a lot of people see us there quite often during the summer, unfortunately, but we're going to be there this afternoon. And one that I can a special treat that I know what's going to do extra stuff at is the in Houghton at State Farm and at uh, Lisa Delt State Farm. Uh, not only are we going to have the bus there and other things, you know, normal, but they're going to be offering some special ice cream bars and homemade cookies and a new business out there at this new wave nutrition. They're going to be giving away some free hydrating teas. Now, I heard they're pretty good. I just don't know yet. I'm not be trying one today. Very cool. One more thing. But yeah, there's, there's special stuff. There's, tomorrow, you're honoring uh, Kenny Gallon, the P- Bozier police officer yeah. who was shot. And yep. that's happening at the mm-hmm. Bozier Police Department, correct? Yes. And it's going to be from 11 to 4. Uh, we expect a very large turnout. Uh, we definitely want folks to be very patient. Uh, there's going to be one bus out there uh, doing a great job. But we want folks to specifically you know during the afternoons you know all day long as you know aaron uh, the heat it really takes a number of a lot of people so we're really emphasizing drink lots of water please uh lay off the caffeine iced tea coffee before you donate okay mm-hmm. 12 to 24 hours that's what i usually say but water up please yeah we want you to have a really good experience mm-hmm. we really with- really do and that's gonna be key Philip uh-huh. Maxfield, LifeShare Blood Center. Philip, real quick in our last 30 seconds, um, who can yep. and who cannot donate blood for those interested? You can't do that in 30 seconds, Mike. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of people who don't even know they can donate. We just ask them to try. Uh, if but you're taking some to... uh, you know, antibiotics, well, there's 16. Okay. Age thing is 16 years old. So this is a perfect opportunity during the summer for our high school students to donate. Mm-hmm. You know, they want something st- interesting to do, donate during the summer. We need them. We just don't need them to donate during the school year. We need to donate during the summer. It's a huge population that just doesn't stay going. But, you know, 16 to 
There's no age maximum. Yeah. Lifeshare.org. Life, doing well. Lifeshare.org to get all the details. Philip, thanks for your time, yes, my friend. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys. Have a good day. Uh-huh. You too. 1017. 101.7 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. I see a lot of folks, Mikey Poo. Did yes, I just dear. call him Mikey Poo. <laughs> compared to some other things you've called me i'll take it you take it okay um i see a lot of folks on like a long weekend like this that you know go out on the lakes they go out fishing they go you know do a lot of outdoor things right i i do you fish much at all no okay you go to farmers for your fish right (laughs) yeah or i wondered about and look, I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with. It. I, I don't mean it that way. Yeah. Uh, we. I. I did when I was a kid. Okay. But, but it's I got not something you enjoy. So fast. Oh, you're. You're right. I thought about that. You, and, I, yeah. And and I think now I would probably enjoy it more. You probably. You know would. what I mean? I, I would probably enjoy that time of some quiet and. But when you drive down some areas where people are fishing, like from the side of the road or from mm-hmm. a bridge or whatever, I often wonder about days like this when it is hot, 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 how people stay out there and fish for hours. They'll be out there for hours with a fishing pole. Right. That cannot be pleasurable. <laughs> it, I, cannot, I cannot find any pleasure in it. Am I missing something? Well, probably for the most part. They're not in the direct sunlight. Okay. If you're on the if you're on the bank of some place, there's probably trees around. So you're trying to get in the shade, but you're still hot as Hades out there. And I, you know, fishing's fun when it's night when the weather's nice. But I saw some folks the other day, and I thought, I'll buy y'all some fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's too damn hot to be out yeah. there fishing. Yeah. And are they and and they're not out there doing it for pleasure on a hot day. They must like to eat fish. They must or, right. I right. just don't get it. I don't get it and I Well, and and we I used to love to play golf. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I got addicted. Loved right, to play right. golf. And years ago, we we were at the uh the course over in East Texas. It's a nine-hole course and you went around twice to make your 18. But Aaron, it was like it was like August. We went out there one Saturday, <gasps> and and Why? we did the first nine. And they said, "Let's get something to drink." And we'll take. I'm said, "No, no, I am not having fun, I'm guys. Done. This is <laughs> not fun to me anymore. This is not. This I, is I, miserable. I don't understand it. So I, I, I <laughs> I'm wrapping up after our eight. Yeah, outdoors this time when these temps are like this. It's got to be a lot of pleasure for me to be out there, and that wouldn't be it. Well, Golf, I'm trying nor to fishing. think, you know what, because my gosh, it, it, right now the goal is to get from one cool room to the next. Yes, exactly. Or, or from the cool car to the mm-hmm. to back inside. I'm looking for teleport machines to teleport me from my car into where I'm going. Uh, Jim Henderson with the uh, University of Louisiana System going to join us coming up after the news at the top of the hour to talk about the Supreme Court decision. Micah McCarty.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. We talked earlier about LSU, the schedule, football coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm thinking we're we're going to go through the season with one loss. I told you I had lunch with a friend of mine who's huge LSU fan. Yeah. Season tickets. Right. And, and he reads, you know, all the boards. He reads. Purple the, underwear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not the only one. He said, there are others that have oh. ranked us like this This could be the year. There, this is this is looking good. It's looking really good. And your only loss, you think, is Alabama. I, well, that's what I have. I, obviously, obviously, any of them, any of those programs, uh, Auburn, you know, Mississippi mm-hmm. State, even, I mean, Ole Miss, any of them could jump up and bite us. Could, And they if could. we're not on our A game, of course. Right. I'm not saying we, we're not going to, or mm. we can't lose those. Yeah. I, but I'm, we, I'm hoping we have a we have a good run. I really do. We got good quarterbacks. And you said our line is all our, coming our, back? Our, all five starters on our O-line are coming back. That's incredible. Our defensive line is ranked number one. Uh, our defensive backs little, need a little help, but mm-hmm. you know, um, our quarterback. We're, we're, we, yeah, we're, it's looking good. That's exciting. It is exciting. I can't wait. It when can't does it get start? Fast enough. When's the first game? When is the? I, I don't. Oh, oh, the first game is. Um, crap! Now you're going to make me. I think it's September third. It's a Sunday night game, isn't it? Florida State. Is it that? No, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm freaking out. I here. think it's yeah. Two months from Monday, in Orlando against yeah, it's, Florida it's State. A Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so We're two months away from football. Yeah, I but, can't believe it. I, hold on, but, I'm scrolling yeah. here. I'm scrolling here. Yeah, it is September third. That's I was thinking exciting. Earlier, but That's it is exciting. September third. Mm. Of course, the uh, you know the purple and gold, the spring game, and all that. Oh you know, yeah. I mean, you, we'll get we'll we'll start getting practice. I say spring game. I mean the fall. Yeah. We'll start getting it, uh, information and news, but mm-hmm. college season goes by so fast. It does. It it seems to start, and then you look up, and you're like, oh, you have one game left. Yeah. Oh my! It is race weekend, by the way. Oh, Austrian good. Grand Prix F one. Okay. For for my my F one fans, go that, Ferrari. That, that, yeah. <laughs> my poor guys. Stop laughing at them. Well, uh, by the way, uh, Checo is apparently not racing this weekend. Oh. And they said Ricardo is not going to be filling in for him. Their reserve driver. They're somebody oh, else wow. is coming in. Okay. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Coming up after the news, Jim Henderson, uh, the um, what's his official title? He's a system president. Yeah, system president for UL. System Mm -hmm. president for the uh, University of Louisiana system will be talking to us about the historic Supreme Court decision with Micah McCarty. 1017. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Jim Henderson, President, University of Louisiana System. Jim, good morning. Good morning. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you. Supreme Court ruling yesterday on affirmative action. Um, first off, does it change much for the Louisiana system, the University of Louisiana system? No. 
<laughs> Bottom line, no. It, look, this is about race-based ad, ad, ad admissions practices at highly selective institutions. In Louisiana, we have very objective criteria for admission to all universities. It's tiered, uh, but it's based on high school GPA, completion of the core curriculum, standardized test scores. If you meet the standards, you are admitted to university in Louisiana. It's a little bit different that these highly selective institutions, you have a, a, a zero-sum game. If you admit one student, that means there's one student that you're not admitting. And this is a narrowly, narrowly tailored uh, opinion that's specific to race-based admissions. Aaron made the comment earlier this morning, this probably isn't as big of an issue as people are, are tending to make it. It doesn't well, affect it, us. I think it depends on your perspective. From a very practical standpoint, and here in Louisiana, it doesn't affect us uh, much at all. And, and we have some, some, you know, I think some very revolutionary uh, programs designed to, uh, to address populations that have long been underserved. Our Reginald F. Lewis Scholars Program is a perfect example of that. But that's an example of a narrowly, narrowly, narrowly ta- tailored intervention that serves a compelling state interest. That needs constitutional scrutiny. It's certainly the right approach, and this ruling has nothing to do with those types of interventions that I think are are serving all of us well. You're essentially saying at the University of Louisiana system, I think it would apply to LSU's system as well. Um, I mean, if a student applies and meets those criteria, the student's admitted. You you don't have a cap of how many students you can have. If these students uh, meet the criteria, well, you add staff if you need that, right? That's exactly right. Okay. Exactly right, and and we want to serve more Louisianans, and that's the that's the uh, that but that's the that's the nature of the regional universities that in the statewide research universities that I lead is we're all about serving the communities in which we exist. Could this exist, Doctor Jim? And I, sorry, Doctor Henderson. I'm. It's a long time for us. <laughs> you call um, me Doctor Jim. It's fine. <laughs> or you just call me Jim. Jim, you can even I, drop know, the doctor I know. If you want to. <laughs> um, this isn't under your umbrella, but a lot of people have asked me, so I'll ask you because you probably know uh, the the admissions to like our medical schools, uh, the LSU Medical School here. Um, folks have have said that that has been a criteria in the past. And that would end that if it has. Is that am I right about that? Well, if it is a if it is a specific criteria, and and there is no uh, compelling state interest that they're able to articulate, and it's uh, it's not narrowly tailored. Yes, it could be. I'm not familiar with that being a, a criteria. Uh, they might have focused on some uh, socioeconomic factors when they evaluate applicants when they look at the qualitative stuff. But even med school applications are so much based on objectives like MCAT scores and uh, GPAs and, and the curriculum that you studied as an undergraduate. Uh, and that, and, you know, my son went through the, uh, the LSU Health Science Center admissions process uh, three years ago. And it was uh, the criteria that I looked at was very objective at that point. And that certainly, there's going to be some qualitative elements. And you do want a diversified uh, population in the medical school because you want diversified doctors. Uh, healthcare delivery is important. And if you look in the black community, one of the challenges we have with health is, is in painting with a very broad brush, but is a reluctant to trust uh, medical providers. So there's a compelling state interest in having a diversified, diversified population of physicians that are out there. But what I've seen in, in uh, my experience with LCL Science Center has been a very objective process and very rigorous one as well. 
and Doc, when we talk about, let's talk about Harvard, because that was one of the cases. Um, there are some that will say, you know, now you will have, you know, very limited or n- no diversity at Harvard at all. That's saying, that's saying that, you know, black folks can't get in Harvard. I mean, that is almost offensive to me if I were a black person. Some of the commentary that I've seen looks like it was prepared before the decision was done. It's been a little bit over the top. I'm the same way. I, in some ways, I, I, some of it was very offensive. When you start saying this, that a person can't compete on a level playing field because of their race, that's very offensive. And I think some people need to look at the language that they're using. Now, I'm a big defender of having the level playing field. And we haven't had a level playing field in Louisiana uh, throughout our history. I think we're getting much closer to that today. And if I don't want to diminish that at all. But when we start talking about a system of merit having a disproportionate impact on individuals simply because they're race, that is highly offensive. And we've got black scholars, black leaders, black professors, black uh, uh, physicians that can mm-hmm. compete at the highest level. Yeah. So I hope people will, will, will soften their language when it comes to that and focus on the real uh, issue, and that's ensuring that we have access to, to opportunities for all people regardless of their background, and we're doing things to remediate some of the, the pressures from the past. Talking with Jim Henderson, Dr. Jim Henderson, University of Louisiana System. Uh, Dr. Henderson, are are you and universities still going to keep stats on uh, the racial makeup of students? Well, I think we keep stats on, on all characteristics of students, and we draw correlations. And so uh, when we see, for instance, uh, black males in our system graduated at a much lower rates of success than other populations. And that's why we started our black male initiative to correct that, creating force multipliers of representation of, of excellence. And it's having an, a, an impact. So I think that you, we, keep, we keep data, uh, it, it, again, on all types of factors just to draw correlations and make sure that we're performing at the highest level, just like any organization should do. Like if you don't have enough women entering the math and science fields, you can take action to try to boost that. <laughs> And we're doing exactly that. Women in STEM is a perfect example of that. And, uh, and, and that's what data tells us. It helps to define where you're going to target your interventions to, to realize the, 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 uh, the rates of success that you want to. As a leader in higher education in our state for many, many years, you started, when, you started when you were two, um, were you surprised by this decision? No, we've seen it building towards this. In fact, the, the, the last decision, uh, some almost 20 years ago, uh, envisioned allowing uh, race-based admissions to exist for maybe another 25 years as they try to remedy some some issues of the past. And so this actually follows some of that same language. Of course, we have seen the, the, uh, the court take more conservative uh, uh, turn in the last uh, several years. And so I think a lot of people were predicting this. I think the surprise should be for anyone that's actually read the 238-page decision, is how narrowly focused it is. And uh, and that was my takeaway, is that this is really focused on a very specific practice at a specific type of institution. And, and the work that we're doing in Louisiana is going to be able to continue and actually grow. Dr. Jim Henderson, University of Louisiana System, thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Happy Fourth of July, American Independence. That's what's led to where we are today, and I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm proud to be part of this country. So, I hope you guys enjoy the Fourth. Absolutely, I love thank it. you, Jim. Thank you so much. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike.
101.7 FM. Oh, the mic's on? Sorry. 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Oh, man. This is interesting about the school board seat in mm. Bozier. Oh, Caddo. That's what I said, in Caddo. <laughs> it's also interesting in Bozier, but that's another story. Well, it does involve Bozier. I'll tell you why. Um, Caddo school board member Barbara Smith Iverson represents District 7 in Caddo Parish. But there was um, a challenge to her residency. She claimed she lived in a house on uh, Greenwood Road, which is an area that's an industrial district. And the, and the building that she was claiming as her address was zoned for industrial use. Um, and she actually has an apartment in Bossier. And folks had evidence that she's actually living in Bossier. And she really wasn't living on Greenwood Road. So the district attorney is the one who has to bring that challenge once he gets evidence that that there's a residency issue. The DA has to bring the challenge. And they held a hearing last week. And now Judge Brady O'Callaghan has issued a ruling declaring District 7 seat vacant. So you'll she could appeal to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. But I saw a message on her Facebook page yesterday that said... To Caddo Parish constituents, I was just notified my seat on the school board has been declared vacant. She doesn't indicate whether she's appealing or not. And she appeared what's called pro se. So she defended her own self. So to appeal to the Second Circuit Court, you're probably going to need a lawyer to do that. Um, And the fact that she didn't have a lawyer in the initial hearing, I'm like, I don't think she's appealing. I mean, does she want to go to all that expense? And hire a lawyer when she may just lose? I don't know. So what happens now? What happens to the seat? Well, the seat will be vacant. Um, they will, they will, if she files a notice of appeal, I think she can still stay in the seat. I'm not sure. But if um, she's not appealing by whatever the deadline is, then the seat is declared vacant. I don't know the date of when it is actually vacant. And then they'll have to have a special election to, you know, right. fill that seat. And we have had this a lot. We have had a, we've had challenges to you know uh, Barbara Norton's residency in in some places. Even well, to, even Greg, Greg Tarver's Tarver. yeah. residency was questioned. Um, but he could run for mayor of Shreveport, even though he doesn't live in the he city of Shreveport, because he has a Shreveport address that he uses to vote from. So you know some of the water is murky. But in this case, the judge said, no, there's no no murky water here. That's not a residence on Greenwood Road. It's industrial use. There's evidence by uh, inspectors that nobody's living there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we do have evidence of you living in Bossier. So, you know, if you want to represent Caddo Parish, I guess you should live in Caddo Parish. That might not be a bad idea. So we'll see what happens now. Well, you know, will she move back to the area? Will she challenge the ruling? I would I would be surprised if she did, but because it doesn't look like it from her social media that she's going to fight it. It looks like she's going to move on from all the comments. She's like, yeah, there are better things for me ahead, and she, her record stands for herself. And she's done some good things, but she has made a few enemies, and she does say this is all politically motivated, and, you know, you'll ultimately somebody will find out who's behind it. But, you know, it's an interesting little political skirmish that we continue to have in our area. But it's politically motivated that you don't live in your district. Well, I'm, I mean, I know, on. I know. Yeah. That's a great. That's okay. a great question. I mean, you know, you got to live in the district you serve. 
but we have had it happen before and it never gets challenged. So whom who prompted the challenge? What was the motivation? You know, and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's just going to be an interesting, interesting election year. And is it in time enough to get it on the fall ballot? That's the thing. I'm not to sure. To be able to replace the seat. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. will it have to be a special election? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping they have time to get it on the ballot in the fall. They should just start planning for it, whether or not she appeals or not. They should start planning to have it on the ballot and then scratch it at the last minute if you have to. Anyway. As residents in the Arklatex try to get their lives back to normal, Shreveport Volunteer Network still has a lot of work to do, and they need your help. Special work day tomorrow. Find out more information after the break. Micah McCarty, 1017 F. hell is a breakfast salad i'm not i'm not down with this i'm just not i mean breakfast is the best meal of the day Mm -hmm. you're gonna ruin it with a salad well i don't want a fried egg on top of a salad and that's what some of these have they have lettuce and some cheese some fruit and then they put a fried egg on top so it's just a salad it's just a salad. You replaced a boiled egg with a fried egg. You ruined a good egg putting it on a salad. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want a fried egg on anything but a plate. I don't want it on my hamburger. I'm I, sorry. Oh, come on now, like a, a, no. a BLT with a fried egg on. No, it? I don't want it on a Sammy. Oh, shut up. No, it's, it's got to be cooked right. It, you can't do a, 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 a over easy egg oh, on a sandwich. Gross, yeah. You've got to cook it right, yeah, to where it doesn't just explode and run all down. I don't want. I do not want a fried egg up on that burger. I just I've, don't. I've had a fried egg on a burger and I was fine with it. Yeah, and, but it, I don't know if it's something I would regularly do. But yeah. uh, I, was, I was cool with it. It's, it's Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that with Parish, your eggs. Parish taco. Remember downtown? Yes, yes. Had some, some, I forget what it was called. It was called like brunch enchiladas mm-hmm. or something, but it was like a, but they had fried eggs on it. On uh. these, no, Aaron, it was good. <laughs> now look, now look. Okay. okay, I'll, I would try that. I saw, and I don't know the restaurant, and I'm sorry if it was yours. I apologize. I saw them bring out a filet mignon. Mignon, if you want to pronounce right. it right. Okay, a fillet oh, mignon. Now, now, a fillet now, mignon. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. a fillet yeah. mignon. <laughs> and they had a fried egg on top of it. Mm, come on now. <laughs> Please. I don't know. No, Reuben. No. I know, I Reuben, we're like, I don't know. That just sounds pretty good. You know about this going and getting our guns out of our cars and shooting <laughs> each other? No, we're not putting an egg on top of a fillet mignon. Not uh, gonna happen. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, leave leave the Philip Mignons alone. You know, <laughs> yes, I mean, they're please. they're fine by themselves. Exactly. Okay, then let me ask you this: cheeseburger, American cheese or cheddar cheese? Bit of a cheddar. If it's mine, cheddar. No, if I'm making no, a cheddar. No, see, you got that wrong too. I do, I do a mix. 
Oh, I, okay. I do, I do a regular uh, mild or sharp cheddar cheese and then the hamburger cheese underneath it. The hamburger Ooh. cheese has to be in contact with the burger. With the itself. burger. Yeah. yeah. To melt. Okay. All right. I could go with that, but I, but yeah, the, no egg. <laughs> Keep the egg away from my burger. Shreveport Please. Volunteer Network going to uh, tell you how you can help this weekend. Next, Mike. One oh one seven FM seventeen. I'm just kidding. Mike's out jogging. (laughs) I had to go get I had to go open the door for our guests. Uh, Keith Bryant, Tommy Giles, Shreveport Volunteer Network. You said Tommy's on his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's en route. Okay. <laughs> Keith? I heard him on the phone. Don't make, y'all wait for me. Don't make me come out there for nothing. Don't make me do it. Don't oh, make God. me do it. Keith, I, I, I'm looking at y'all's Facebook page. Y'all are still going sunrise to beyond sunset every day, cutting up trees, hauling them away. Um, it's This problem's not over. People might think it is, but it's not. This is a huge, we've never seen a storm like this, catastrophic. I knew it from the morning uh, when we went and met with Caddo District 4 on my drive from North Cross Lake. When I left uh, my house, I had to cut a tree out of my way. And so the whole way from the north side of town to the southwest side of town, seeing no power and trees down and the debris in the road, I knew before the sun came up it was going to be... It was going to be a long time. And you are here because you're having a big work day tomorrow and you need volunteers. Big work day tomorrow, uh, and we need some volunteers. Okay. So what does this work day entail, and where will it be? It's going to entail heavy equipment, uh, anything to remove a tree um, and debris, skid steers, grapples, mini skid steers. Uh, we actually have a uh, a tree service. Greg Figlio is coming, and he's donating his time. He's bringing a crane. And we're going to pull as many trees off of houses as we can tomorrow. So it's going to be all over the area? It's going to be all over. Uh, It's going to be. In the morning, we're going to try to concentrate on the MLK area, the Mm -hmm. Cooper Road. Here we come, Cooper Road. Mm -hmm. And so uh, to help bring some hope over there, there's a bunch of trees down. Uh, Thank you to, um, to Lyndon Johnson. He's turned us on to a lot of people in the area over there, our, our uh, commissioner, who's, uh, they're not going to, they, they would probably never get any help. And so. Wow. Okay. Where do people meet if they want to help? Do they just go out to the MLK area? <laughs> do they meet at y'all's headquarters? Well, we're going to be, we're going to be focusing tomorrow um, on the several different areas that were hit. Uh, every Everywhere was hit hard, but um, in the Highland area. A little bit of Broadmoor, Highland, and um, MLK area. Okay. We're going to meet at our warehouse at 6 o'clock in the morning. 6 o'clock. That's okay. at Duella. Uh, that's at the Summer Grove Baptist Church on the southwest side of the building. Our mm-hmm. sign will be out there, and you'll see uh, where we're staged up and ready to go. Is that where the old uh, Dillard's was? That's where the old Dillard's was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you to Summer Grove Baptist Church. They have given us a place to... Uh, deploy out of absolutely amazing we have a lot of um, supplies in there that's ready to go 
Now you were mentioning skid steer, all the all the equipment, mm-hmm. skid steers and, and bulldozers and Chainsaws. do you have all of that or do you need people to bring those if you have companies? If if we have company tomorrow will be an amazing day uh for families to bring their families out and serve together. Uh it'll be a good day for uh workforces and corporations to bring their uh teams out to do some team building. Um and it would be good to uh for church groups to come out and okay. to serve. If people have chainsaws and such, they can bring that? You can bring that. Okay. Um, are there other things you need them to bring? I mean, people should wear gloves, or there's some other tips that they need to know if they're going to come out and help. Yeah, the things to watch out for, of course, uh, wild animals. We have lots of snakes. We have lots of, you know, spiders and things like that. I'm so out. Okay, wear, I just going to say, boy, you just, you just distanced. Wear, uh, wear, <laughs> so wear, your long, wear your long pants. Okay, don't uh, wear flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't wear your flip-flops, long pants. Uh, boots. gloves, boots, right. stuff Use like that. Sense. Yeah, and we're trying to get started early. We're getting started early to try to uh, beat the afternoon heat. Mm-hmm. The, this heat has been absolutely brutal. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, thanks to Southern Hydration for coming, and uh, I feel like uh, I was about to have a heat stroke. And mm. uh, they they've been keeping us fluided up, liquid IVs. We've been drinking lots of pickle juice and. <laughs> <laughs> keeping our electrolytes going. Okay, how much longer are y'all going to be doing this? I mean, is this, do you see a, a light at the end of the tunnel? You know, um, as long as the need is here. You know, we're trying to balance our families, our business, you know, with, this is what we do as a business as well with mm-hmm. the best land clearing. So we're we're trying to balance our business. And right now we're doing half and half on, on the business side. Right. And the, so we're donating as much as we are um, doing on our business side, we're giving those other services away. So we have crews out that are uh, clearing debris on on both sides, and mm-hmm. so trying to balance all of that together is uh, it's been a chore, but we've been doing it. Okay. Lots of coffee. One stupid question, Keith. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Keith Bryant with the Shreveport Volunteer Network. Big work day tomorrow. They're looking for volunteers. I don't use a chainsaw. I'm not real good at manual labor, but I can. You can still use those people. They can still haul. You know, pick up small pieces of wood and throw them in trucks. I mean, what kind of jobs will those folks? You can do? serve water. You, you can make sure. Yeah, you know, for sure. You can make yeah. sure that's going to be huge tomorrow. Um, at making sure that our teams have water, uh, prayers, people to come and pray for people because uh, in this town there's a lot of people that. That have feel like they've lost hope. So, mm-hmm. anything from pastoral support to water hydration technicians are needed. <laughs> Chain, chainsaw guys. No degree required. Yeah, for no, that. yeah. no degree to, required, and 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 just some somebody to come out and cheerlead. Right. You know. Hey, man, keep going. And how long will the day last tomorrow? I that's that's a loaded question for mm-hmm. me. You know, because sometimes whenever. Um, so, I mean, when there's a need, it's sometimes we keep going, but we're going to try. To, we're not going to push too hard. We're not going to push you too hard. Mm-hmm. Just come with high expectations that we're going to um, help somebody and and do just something that they do can what you can themselves. do. And if that's it, go home. Right. You know? yeah, Nobody's sure. going to judge you yeah, for an hour, thirty minutes, mm-hmm. or right. all day. And you know, I encourage you too to. You don't have to come to volunteer with us. The, one of the reasons why we started Shreveport Volunteer Network was to excite others about going to love their neighbor as themselves. Go help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Turn to the left. Turn to the right. Right now, every single person 
in northwest Louisiana knows somebody that was affected by this storm. Mm-hmm. You bet. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can't get there at 6, can I just, like, head to the uh, MLK neighborhood and I'll be able to find you? Um, we're, we probably we, – we keep up um, – on our Facebook, we okay. kind of tell everybody, like, or we will tomorrow tell everybody where we're going or needs. Okay. And you've uh, got an app available as well, too. We do. You, you can update go to, on the app. Yeah, 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 for sure. We can update on that, too, as well. Um, and you can just call us, and mm-hmm. we can tell you where to meet us at or whatever. But we're going to meet there at 6 o'clock in the morning and give assignments and then okay. go from there. And as many people as we have show up, we have more assignments than people that will show up. Ah, okay. It's okay. huge. Yeah. The need is absolutely huge. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Keith Bryant, Treeport Volunteer Network. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. Thanks Tommy's for coming in. Tommy's going to be Tommy's mad. Tommy's going to be mad. I know. He's, he's, <laughs> and, he, and he brought biscuits and everything. We love you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> 1017F. Keith Bryant likes a fried egg on his burger. No, he does not. No, he does not. He's with, not my with friend American anymore. cheese. No, no. <laughs> I just don't get this breakfast salad craze. No, I don't understand right. the breakfast salad. And I like salad. Had salad with supper last mm-hmm. night. Notice I said with supper last yeah, night. Yeah, I had a salad yesterday too. <laughs> Not for oh, supper. Right. Uh, yeah, apparently the breakfast salad thing has been around a while and we're just now catching on down, Oh, we're down just here. on the train? Yeah. yeah, we're just now getting on the train. So you the get breakfast up and salad you train. Eat, you eat lettuce for breakfast? I don't know, man. All that all that roughage first thing in the morning. I'm, yeah. I might be hanging out in the bathroom for the rest of the day. I don't get it. <laughs> That's TMI. Now I get a bowl of fruit. I could do that in the, sure, for breakfast, yeah. but I don't want any lettuce and, you know, tomatoes and all that. No. And then put a fried egg on top of it? No. Sorry. That's what makes it mm-hmm. breakfast. By the way, fireworks sales start tomorrow in Shreveport, and they're allowed through the 5th. So the 1st through the 5th, you can only shoot them between, I think it's 10 a.m. and 8 p.m., I believe, are the hours. Is it 8 p.m.? Maybe it doesn't even get dark at Maybe it's 10 p.m., I'm I sorry. Think it's, yeah, yeah I it think might it's, be 10 p.m. But you, um, we really need to take extra caution this year. This because, was an yeah, interesting point that was brought up. We have so much dry stuff. You know, out on our curbs. Limbs and branches, yes. and, and they have dry leaves that are on them now. We don't want the fire department to have to be running to this, put out fires on these branches. Cause this is going to be interesting. Bottle rockets into them. It could be a little bit of a mess. The mayor did tell the council that he there's not going to ban the fireworks. They're going to allow it to go. But again, first through the fifth only. I think 10 p.m. at night is the cutoff time. So you can't be shooting them at 11 at night. Oh, they do. They do. They'll they, keep they going. They most certainly will. <laughs> yeah, they will. You just protect your pets because you know they. Some of them don't mind. Doesn't like it. Does not like it. Yeah, and in and, and this heat, yeah, that that was one of the points I did want to make. Mm-hmm. Make sure your pets have cool 
clean, clean water. Yes. Uh, and plenty of it. Absolutely. You're out Monday. Yes. Scott Hughes going to join join me on Monday. Cool. Yeah. We're going to talk about JFK. Oh. Yeah. He, you know, we, we're, we're both JFK. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. I promise not to listen. Buff. No, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> if I was going to wake up, I would listen, but I promise to be sleeping. I understand. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and and I got a re- and I on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, I talked about uh, the F1 race this weekend, and Sergio Perez was didn't make the drivers' meeting, and they said he wasn't going to drive. But but uh-uh. uh, but but I got a message said Planet F1 is reporting Perez will race after okay. resting, one hundred percent ready to race. Okay, good. All right, yeah, I'm so looking forward to make that. Make it a great weekend, mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, one hundred and one.